we need the power of that name in our lives today. Amen. When you mention the name of Jesus, there is forgiveness for the unforgivable. There is love for the unlovable. There is, there is mercy for the uh, merciless. There is, there is hope for the hopeless. The prophet said in Isaiah chapter 9, his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He is a wonderful Savior. Isaiah tried to describe him. Have you ever tried to describe Jesus? It's the reason why he has so many names. It's because he's indescribable. Most people, can you can describe them in one word or in one sentence, but he is so majestic, he is so wonderful that, 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 that he has many names and yet he is not able to be described because there is no one like him. But Isaiah started out and he said he is wonderful. When you think of Jesus, it causes you to wonder. When you think of Jesus and his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his love toward us, while we were yet sinners, he died for us, we must be awestruck. We must be ones that says all of this in one person. How could it be possible when you see all that he created? The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and he created the cosmos out of chaos. He calls, he spoke one time and the grass began to grow and that word is still alive today. He doesn't come back every summer and, and plant grass. The power of his word that he said, let there be. There's still life in that word that calls the creation of everything that we see and cannot see. Amen. The highest of all became the servant of all. How could that be? You know, whenever you think of people today, it seems like that once they get all the money they can get, then the next step is, is they want to get all the power they can get. And they want somebody else serving them, but not Jesus. He was, he was already King of Kings. He was already Lord of Lords. And yet he walked down the stairway of heaven into this earth, walked into the womb of Mary and came out Emmanuel, God with with us and he was already king he was already lord but he came to serve broken and lost humanity he is wonderful he is a savior he is a deliverer he's a help in the time of need amen it leaves us when we think about him to say he is wonder filled jesus is the counselor of counselors Counsel is good, but counsel is limited to how much the counselor knows based upon their knowledge of the circumstance or the situation. But Jesus is all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. <laughs> and he knows everything in between. There isn't nothing that Jesus doesn't know. 
He ended and he said, He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Time doesn't allow for us to go into all that he is mighty of. But when Satan kidnapped God's children and held them as a ransom price for sin, was no, it was so heavy that only Jesus could pay the price for you and I. And he became the sacrificial lamb. Glory to God. He was the lamb for Abraham, for a, a man. He was a lamb for a family at the Passover. But he was the lamb of the cross for the whole world. When Jesus would hang between heaven and earth, he became the lamb for the world that would redeem us from the curse of the law and sin and death. And now we have access to God because of what Jesus done for us at Calvary. I'm telling you, he is wonder filled. Hallelujah. He is an everlasting father. The government shall be upon him his shoulders and the kingdom of his kingdom there shall be no end just because it is great kingdom today doesn't mean it'll always be a great kingdom we've watched kingdoms come in power we've watched the Russia the USSR and we've seen them fall seemingly overnight as a nation, we see nations rise and we see nations fall. But there is one kingdom that will remain forever. I said there is one kingdom that will remain forever. And that is the kingdom of whose king is Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. <laughs> Glory to God. You can know today that his word is settled in your life and what he has said, he will bring it to pass. Then he goes and says he's the prince of peace. I mentioned earlier that Bill Gates, Rockefeller will open the doors of finance. Albert Einstein will open the doors of science and sight uh, and these kind of things. The name of Beethoven will open the door to music. But the name of Jesus will open the gates of heaven and close the gates of hell. There is no name that is above the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that I know who Jesus is this morning. He's more than just a story, but he's the king of glory. And he's the king of my life. And I'm glad that I know who he is. If you know to him today, would you give him praise here this morning? Every title that man has given himself, whether it be a king, a prince, a duke, or even a lord, it is simply given to bring gratification to their ego and their own vanity. Alexander the Great. What a highfalutin name that is. And... He was a man who died suddenly at the ripe old age of 33. He was not a great man. He couldn't even conquer his own passions. Herod the Great. That's a lofty name. 
He was a moral monster. He was a, murdered nine of his ten wives for no reason at all. He was a man who, by a legal decree, demanded that his own only son be executed on the same day that he died so that Israel would mourn because they knew that he, he knew they loved his son and hated him and wanted them to mourn when he died. He was the same man who decreed that all the innocent children be slaughtered when Jesus was born in a manger. There's only one name who walked across the stage of humanity and history whose greatness is greater than the human tongue can tell, and that is the great I Am. Amen. He is, he is called the great physician for a reason. He is called the great shepherd who guides and provides. Amen. Never a human in history has ever been able to be born as a child and live in the living God and formed into a form and a fashion of a man, but yet live out the God nature because he was born of a virgin. He was not born of man, but he was born from above. Never was there a man who was, was wounded by Satan and yet he crushed him on Calvary's cross. Never was there a man who was the savior of men yet crucified by men. But Jesus was. Never was there a person buried. And three days they got up victorious over death, hell, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. Do you know him today? Amen. You see, you, you know many have been to the tomb of, of U.S. Grant. Amen. I've got good news for you today. He's still there. Many have been to the tomb of Abraham Lincoln and he's still there too. Many have been to Thomas Jefferson where they put him in the grave and he is still there. But you can go to the tomb of Jesus. I said you can go to the tomb of Jesus and it is empty for he is risen and he alone is alive this morning. Hallelujah. He, he, he has been given a name which is above every name. Because why? Because he has overcome every power, every foe, every enemy, every sickness, infirmity and disease. And he is victorious over death, hell and the grave. And he has been given a name which is above every name name the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah his name is our joy in his name is our hope in his name is our salvation he is a strong tower that I can run into and I am safe hallelujah amen the description of the Lord's name he is a strong tower Psalm 61 and 3, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. The name speaks of his character. In Psalms chapter 9 and verse 10, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today that we don't have to go looking for another, but we know that we can trust in him. 
that we know today that his name is a strong tower, that we can run into him and we can find peace, we can find hope, we can find safety because he has given us that in the name of Jesus Christ. The main names of God, Elohim, is 2,700 times in scripture. He creates his power. Adonai is 300 times. It speaks of his control. He is over all. Yahweh. He's translated Jehovah 11,600 times, which speaks of his covenant. He's a covenant God. In Psalms chapter 23, you have seven of the compound names of God. He is the Lord that is the shepherd. He is the Lord that speaks and that leads. He is the Lord that heals. He is the Lord that sanctifies. He is the Lord that is there. He is the Lord that is our banner. And he is the Lord that is our comforter. Amen. You see today he is all of those to you and I. Those who are in covenant relationship with him today. He is all and all. We don't have to go somewhere else looking for it. We don't have to have God and a better job. No, all we need is Jesus. We don't have to have Jesus and a house. No, all we need is Jesus. We don't have to have people. It's, it's good to have all of these things, but if you have Jesus, see, the reason why we don't have a bigger amen than that is because we don't believe it. We got to have money. We got to have cars. We got to have houses. We got to have land. We got to have the, uh, the, the approval of people. But I'm telling you today that all we need is Jesus. And in Jesus, there is everything that we need. He is our everything. And whenever we have him at the soul of our life and we have him at the core of our life, he becomes the epicenter of everything we do. You remember when he used to be the epicenter of, of Christians' lives? Got quiet now. He used to be the epicenter of Christians' lives. Everything in their life revolved around Jesus. Everything revolved around his kingdom and, and, and the working of the kingdom. But somehow we found out and feel as though that we need other things more than we need him. But I'm here to remind you today in a time of turmoil, in a time when our nation is, is at unrest, in a time whenever we see all that is going on, not only in our own nation, but in our own world. And we see the end times approaching and we see all you have to do is look and read your Bible and you will see that we're living in the last days. Perilous times have come when men have become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Having forms of godliness but don't have no power. We are living in these times and these seasons and somewhere along the way the church has even got detoured and distracted. But I'm here today to turn our face back toward Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who there is 
in him and him alone is our hope, is our strength, is our joy, is our victory. And when we look unto him today, he becomes that author and the finisher, that beginning and the end at the same time. You can put your trust in him today and he will not disappoint you. He will not let you down. He will make a way somehow when there seems there is no way. Do I have a witness this morning? He is that problem solver. He is the one when it seems like all hope is lost. He will come out of the shadows of the darkness of your life and all the time he has been working for your good to bring about his glory in your life. Hallelujah. He will do it for you and he will do it for me. Glory to God. Solomon sums up all the names of God with strong tower. Strong tower is a place that indicates the power and protection and peace. Not going to be easily moved. So it speaks of God not changing. A strong tower. A strong hold. How do you get a stronghold? You get a stronghold by renewing your mind. There can be strongholds in our life that are negative. Things that we think we can't overcome. Things that we think are addictive by nature. Things that we have come into agreement with that are not like Christ. And they become strongholds in our life, not over a day, not over a week, but over time. They become a stronghold. They become the way that we perceive a thing and the way that we think about a thing. That's the reason why that you have to be careful about eating all of this mess that is in our media and in our society today. Amen. Because if you're not careful, you begin to believe things that are not true. It is true. Amen. And so we have to guard our minds and guard our hearts. And we build up strongholds on the other side. We build up strongholds that we believe the word of the Lord. We believe the promises of God. How do we do that? We study the word of God. We get the word in our heart. We get the word in our minds. We begin to create a culture in our minds that says that Jesus is Lord. We say that the king, he is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He is wonderful. He is awesome. Glory to God. Amen. Whenever he is awesome, when he is glorious, then we don't go and so easily moved by everything that is around us. But we understand he is our stronghold. He is our strong tower. It speaks of a tower as a place that is a high point. Amen. Where the enemy can be seen coming from a long ways away. And it's very hard to get to you. I want to tell you today that whenever we are in that strong tower, 
we're in a place of safety. We're in a place where the enemy comes. He comes in raging, but we know he's on his way. He has not come unnoticed or unexpected. But we know that he is there and we're in a place of victory. We are not fighting from a place of trying to overcome, but we are in a place of victory and we know the greater one lives on the inside of us. And so even though this enemy is raging against us, we have no fear, we have no anxiety, we have no worry because the Lord our God is with us. Hallelujah. And we can rest assured that victory will come. Solomon said the name of the Lord is like a strong tower. Then he gives the responsibility of the people. They have to run into it. They have to run into that name. They have to run into that tower. People are running everywhere today. They're running to work. They're running to school. They're running to parties. They're running to relationships. They're running, they're running, they're running. They don't know where they're running, but they're running. We don't know how to rest in God anymore. Always got to have some kind of noise on. Got to be running somewhere. Doing something. And we got people running everywhere today. Running into relationships and out of relationships. Running into this thing, running into that thing. And cannot find any hope or can't find any peace. We just are not running to the name of the Lord. Not running into that strong tower, that salvation. That nothing else can save you. Amen. Well if I just have this. If I had this. If I had that. All of those things are good and temporal. But I heard Matthew say. Seek ye first the kingdom. He said seek ye first. Put, put priority. Run into the tower. Can I say it this way. Run into the tower. Run into Jesus. And if you, you put him first, all those things that you desire, they'll fall into place. Run to him and you can have healing. Run to him and you can have deliverance. Run to him and you can have answers. When you mention the name of Jesus, there's forgiveness for the unforgivable. When you mention his name, Peace comes. Now, what I want to ask you today is if you know him. Do you know him? Do you know him as a personal friend? Do you know him as Lord? Do you know him for yourself? <clears throat> the 
Because I'm concerned that a lot of folks think they know him. And they know a lot about religion. They know a lot about the church, but they know nothing about Jesus. That's the reason why we're so easily moved. That's the reason why we're so quickly to give up. Is because we don't know him personally. But he's reaching out to everyone today. His hands are stretched out. He can give you the life that you've always desired. He, he, he can fulfill you. There's no, let me say it this way, there is no greater fulfillment in life than being in the position or the place that God has created you to be. You may not get the recognition that somebody else gets, but having the fulfillment in your heart of what you're doing. Right? I mean, somebody who has works in the nursery and loves children and they have a love for children and they're doing that because they love it. Right? And they're being fulfilled in that. There's no greater calling. Wherever you've been created to serve, where you've been created to run into him and be a part of his kingdom, that's where he wants you to serve and serve with joy. Into it. His name is above every name. Amen. Think I'm almost done, Amy. There's an old, old song. Very old song. That I think that would help us all today. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. When we've got our eyes upon that one that's name is above every name, when we got our focus upon him, the things of this world will have no eternal value to us anymore. And we'll look and we'll say the greatest thing in our life is Jesus Christ. Amen. If he's not the greatest in your life today, then you don't know him. You may know about him, but you don't know him. Because if you know him, <laughs> he is wonder filled. Nothing else can take the place of God. Nothing else can take the peace, place of the peace and the joy and the comfort, even in the midst of chaos. Someone told me one time, they said, I don't believe that you can have peace, such peace in the midst of trouble, midst of chaos.
I said, well, you just don't know God that way then. Because he can give you a peace when you don't have answers. He can give you peace when you don't have solutions. The trouble is everywhere. And yet, even in the midst of the trouble, you have a great confidence of peace. Because you're in his shelter. You're in the tower of the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand with me this morning, please. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I just need to run into that shelter today. Maybe you don't know him this morning. You've never accepted him as your Savior and your Lord. You'd have no idea what I'm talking about today. You can know him this morning. You can know him personally. You can know him as that high tower where that there's peace and there's joy and there is a fulfillment of life. Amen. And so if the Holy Spirit speaking to you today, touching your heart today, and you just want to just say, yes, I want to run into that name. I want to run into that shelter. I want to run into that place today. This altar is open this morning as they sing, come and pray and allow his presence to touch your life this morning.